Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a fry. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Whoops. Monday? Oops. Oopsies. Oopsies. A Monday, December 19th episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. No, we did not. Miss Friday because of uh, an extended celebration on Thursday night. No, it was a just uh, one of the uh, one of the elephants felt uh, a little under the weather, not able to perform to the regular standard set here at the Elephant Broadcasting Studio. Very high studio. bar that we have here. <laughs> well, you know, the standard is the standard, right? I don't, you know, and if you need the standard explained to you, you're already behind. Okay, right. <laughs> Because, because, what is it? The standard is the standard. The standard is the standard. Thank you very much. Do you, do you want to fill people in on what that is? No, I don't think I need to at all. Because anyone who know, anyone who hears the standard is a standard knows immediately what the standard is. And if you hear that and you don't understand what the standard is, I just mean where that quote is from. I mean, it's just a sports thing. It's a football thing more than anything. Is it a Tomlin thing? Is it a co- is it a Coach Tomlin thing? I don't know who made it up. I thought you would know who made it up. I don't know who made it up. It's just a saying. It's okay. just one of those things. The standard is the standard. All right. Right? The standard is the standard. What's the standard? The standard is, the standard is how do you believe this should be done? How do you believe that should be done? Do you believe it should be done this way? Right? We want to do things the correct way. We want to do things the correct way, gentlemen, right? You're men. I'm going to talk to you like men, right? You always get that one. You're 13 years old. Okay. A couple of F-bombs. <laughs> Sets the tone right. Nothing, let me tell you, there's not a group of teenage boys enjoy, and, and teenage boys really enjoy the dirty joke before the game. For any coaches out there, you know, a joke that's a little a little R-rated goes a long way for team camaraderie. Loosens loosens everyone up, right? Um, all right. Well, let's get into the news. We have two shows worth of material because I prepped a show for Friday. Good work. And um, and we didn't do it. And to be honest, a lot of the material still works. Ta-da! Um, or a bunch of it does, or at least it sets us up for conversations. And so this show might go a little bit longer because a lot of it's just fun cultural stuff that we're going to. First things first, um, today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the January 6th panel urges Trump prosecution with criminal referral. What? The House January 6th committee, this is from the Associated Press, 
The House's January 6th committee urged the Justice Department on Monday to bring criminal charges against Donald Trump for the violent 2021 Capitol insurrection, calling for accountability for the former president and a time of reflection and reckoning. First of all, no one cares. (laughs) Second of all, a prerequisite to be on this committee was to have already stated publicly that you believe Donald Trump committed a crime or committed crimes. We want to get to the bottom of it. No one's above the law. Let me tell you, no one's, no one's, that is the most tired phrase in all of politics. No one's above the law. Of course people are above the law. What are you, nuts? What are you, nuts? There There are loads of people who are above the law. There's 535 of them. Call them Congress people. Congress thems. Um, so anyways, no one cares. And neither does the Department of Justice. Because as, as an institution with as little credibility as the Department of Justice has on both sides of the aisle these days, I might add, the Department of Justice does not care that a group of Democrats want to see Donald Trump arrested. <laughs> they actually don't. Merrick Garland doesn't. Now, Merrick Garland, Attorney General Merrick Garland, wants to see Donald Trump arrested. But he doesn't actually particularly care that the House, the House January 6th Committee wants to see Donald Trump arrested. Right, because he already knows they want they they want him arrested. He's like, yes, yes, yes. I understand. I watched the news that day. Got it. Thank you. Noted. Um, and and so like that's that. Merrick Garland's like, I'm gonna get him on these other things. Um, and so and so that's where we are. So nothing's changed. People saw there's a there. The, the correct assessment of this, which I saw, I did see on, on NBC, I saw one person on NBC get it right, um, who said no one, no, one, no one on the right side of the aisle cares about this. And then, um, <laughs> and, and then of course, on Fox, the legal experts, the, the Jonathan Turley's and Andy McCarthy's were out there saying, well, this, this really means nothing because, um, well, they're just telling the Department of Justice to do something and the Department of Justice will do what you know, we'll do what the Department of Justice does. And then that's that. Um, so that's really all it is. It was a show trial from the beginning. Um, it was a show trial the entire time. The amount of time dedicated to the show trial by the mainstream media only further served to strip their credibility um, even uh, even more away from them. Um, and it's nice that um, we are close to having this whole episode put behind us the most exaggerated witch hunt in uh, in political history. Um, it really does help weed out Looney Tunes for you, though. If you ever encounter someone who is all about this trial, you can just write them off as a Looney Tune. Yeah, that's, you know, that's true. That's true. You know, that's, that's the glass half full optimist <laughs> right there. What do we take away from this? Well, it helps us identify people we need to stay far away from. People you most likely won't have a great conversation with because they're probably Debbie Downers. Do not invite them to a holiday party. Everything is negative. Yep. So, and you obviously don't agree with them politically. So just like move along. What, um, what do you think the Venn diagram looks like of people who put up holiday decorations and people who care about January 6th. Oh, there's like no crossover. It's got to be very little, right? Very you little. have to think it's got to be very little. And that's and 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 that's just I feel, because I personally I think, believe that all Democrats are Grinches. And I think if you take out from the people who believe in January 6th any that have kids, 
those who don't have kids, there's just no way they put up Christmas decorations. I think the only <laughs> ones that put them up was because they have kids and they kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've got to, I've got to agree with that or lights of any kind or, you know, some sort of, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, you know, I, I'm, 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 I saw this and I just wanted to cover it right away. The real thing that I wanted to start with was we went to the grocery store today. <laughs> wow. In, Riveting for in, everyone. In Arizona, in Arizona, for those of you without a library or uh, uh, the internet or uh, knowledge of football, uh, the Super Bowl is uh, in Phoenix this year. Yeah. Actually, technically Glendale. It's mm-hmm. technically in Glendale, Arizona, outside of Phoenix. And um, uh, so it's very exciting. We're starting to get all of the paraphernalia in the stores. And so we saw a stand with all of the mugs and all the logo stuff in this and that. And some of the paper products. We said, hey, let's, let's grab the cups now and the napkins and the plates and the this and the that. And we go to checkout. And Katie scans the cups. $7.99. And we're talking about eight, not 16, like 12 ounce, well, maybe 16 ounce, but small-ish. But there are only eight of them. Eight of them. It's like a buck a a cup. cup. (laughs) A buck a cup. A buck a cup. All right. Onto the the little napkins. We're talking the cocktail napkins. You ever been to a wedding? You ever been to a cocktail hour? Okay. Little cocktail napkin. You know, at a bar, little cocktail napkin. 16 of those. Yeah. $7.99. (laughs) Fifty cents a cocktail napkin, and then the plates. Plates. The plates. Eight plates. Also seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Buck a plate. Buck a plate. Everything was seven ninety nine. Every paper product was seven ninety nine. It was the inflation is absolutely unbelievable. (laughs) So no, we did not end up buying what would have been, I believe, about one hundred (laughs) and twenty dollars worth of paper products. We got away with a measly. $24 $24 worth of paper products, one of each. Thank you so much. You better have a damn good reason for using one of those because it's some Why are point, you using that? Yeah, why are you using that? Because that is gold right there. That is paper gold, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm staring at in my kitchen right now. Um, absolutely an unbelievable splurge purchase. I'm waiting for the inevitable Angry Max come February 15th or whatever the day after the Super Bowl is when all of those products are slashed for like 50% off. And he's going to be like, why didn't I just wait? Why would I be mad? Because he'll be like, why didn't I wait? Why would I want them after the game's over? Because why do you want them now? (laughs) Are they just like a collectible? Yeah, I mean, well, they're going to be fun to have on hand because, I mean, you know, we're going to be watching the game here. You know, no one's going to be allowed to use them because they're so expensive. <laughs> these are decoration. We're going to hang them deco- up on the decorative, wall. These are decorative only. Yeah. These are going to go in a very, you know, in a glass case of, yeah. em- of emotion. Um, and thinking, speaking, of, speaking of things that will surely go up in value... Did you buy one of the Trump NFTs last week? Um, no, because despite inflation, I do still value the, the the dollar. Okay. Now, without looking at the show doc, and I don't know if you have or not or clicked on I any have, of the links. I have not. 
I'm usually good. pretty good, good about not good looking job. at it so you can catch me completely unprepared. I'm and usually, I know that's how you like me. I'm usually really good at doing zero <laughs> preparation for this show yeah. that we do three times a week. Fantastic. That's what I like to hear. But I know. So um, so as of as of today, uh, how me- what percentage of the NFTs do you think have sold? Oh, so this was actually in the market brief I read every morning. So this I know okay. that they sold out. They sold out, ladies and gentlemen. They sold out. How um, many were there to begin with? So this is what... Uh, so let, let me... Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, the, the actual stats here. Here because we go. So there were 45,000. There were 45,000 NFTs. That's quite a few. I was thinking if there were like less than 100, it's like, yeah, I could see him having enough Psycho fans for that. Nope, there are 45,000. Yes. How, many, how many unique users bought an NFT, bought a Trump NFT? 45,000. 12,874. Some people bought multiples. An average of 3.5 NFTs, Donald Trump NFTs per purchaser. And how much did they cost in now, dollars? I know they were like sold in Bitcoin. Now, most people, now of that 12,874, roughly 12,700 of them bought, or like 12,800 of them bought, um, one, two, or three. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 64, 12, so 23. So what is that like 87, 88% bought one, two, or three, leaving about 10% of people who bought a ton. Now, here's the deal. It was if you bought 45 of them. Yeah. If you bought 45 of them, you were automatically guaranteed... Um, you know, to be a, at a dinner that Donald Trump attends at like Mar-a-Lago or something like that. And how much is that in dollars? That would be $4,500. Total or each? Total. Each oh. NFT costs $99. Oh, that's not that bad. I mean, no, I like donations cost that much. By the way, by the way, yeah, exactly. Right. By the way, this was not a political donation. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yep. This was just a straight up um, cash, just just hand Donald Trump your money. Yep. Um, so first of all, I loved the fact that these all sold out. I'm not surprised they all sold out. There's a one of so there's like apparently a one of one that someone is auctioning off for like twenty four thousand dollars or something like that. So there's still a little bit of like stupid internet money going around out there. Um, it was pretty funny that like everyone immediately started jumping and mocking him. And I mean, my initial first reaction when I saw it was just to like completely roll my eyes and, and be like, you know, I thought you called him a grifter. It, it, well, yeah, I mean, it is a grift it, and that's really all it is. And it's, it's just one of those things where you just look at it and you go like, why? Like, do you need the money that bad that you want to, to 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 take a phrase that a lot of people used resort to selling nfts you know that's kind of it's it's just a a little sketchy especially with all of the ftx stuff going on right now and you know you just you just looked at this and and you just went ah oh, 
I think a, well, a lot of people did just looked at it and just went, ah, now look, I'm not going to ever sit here and tell people what to do with their money. Right. If you went out and bought a Donald Trump NFT, God bless you. Right. Because the thing that I didn't like about it was people are like, well, it's worthless. Like, no, NFTs aren't worthless. They're worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for them. And if someone's willing to pay $99 for a Donald Trump NFT, then a Donald Trump NFT is worth $99. If someone's worth willing to pay $24,000 for a Donald if Trump NFT. If someone's willing to pay $8 for eight stupid paper cups with a logo on exactly. it. Exactly. If someone's willing to pay $8, $8 for eight <laughs> stupid cups with a stupid logo on it, then they're worth $8. I mean, you right. could either have 11 and a little bit of those stupid paper cups, or you could have a Donald Trump NFT. Yeah, exactly. Pick your poison. That's the point. And that was the that was the commentary that I didn't like of of this like paternalistic, oh, you know, like he's like he's I like taking advantage of people or whatever. Like I don't think he's taking advantage of people. I just look at it as just I I I, I just looked at it of of, of just like when I went to Vegas, the first time I went to Vegas, I saw Pete Rose selling autographs at like a memorabilia store. And I was just like, I wish Pete Rose didn't have to resort to selling autographs at a memorabilia store, you know? But it's like, there's Pete Rose selling autographs at a memorabilia store. And that was the first thing that I thought of. I was like, I really don't think that Donald Trump needs to resort to doing this. But I guess if he's committed to this strategy of just milking you know, milking this for all that it's worth, then, and people are willing to pay for it, then, you know, God bless them, whatever. I mean, it's a completely legitimate thing to do. I'm right. It's, I just, but I just personally looked at it. And I just went, Ugh. you know, like, ah, uh, just there's, there, I wish there were, there were better things to put your name on. Right. You know, for someone who, who's like their name means so much, it just kind of it kind of surprised me, but at the same time, if you if you went to him and said, "Hey, I have a way that you can make four million dollars really quick," and he said, "What is?" and he goes, "You're going to sell pictures on the internet. What kind of pictures? Just pictures we make up." He's like, "And people pay a hundred dollars a piece for him." Yeah, how much do I make off of this? Four million dollars. Do I have to do anything? No. Well, let's do that. Yeah. Right, I, I mean, like, like, and the businessman at him is going to go wait. Like, you mean like, like this is just pure profit? Okay, sure. You know, I, can I can I sell, can I can I do this again? How many times can I go? How many times can I go back to this well? I think the annoying thing is that he is hypothetically running for office, and that's why it's just a little icky. Well, I mean, if he wasn't running for office, I'd be like, sure, whatever you want to do in your post presidency, but I don't care. People want to pay for that, go for it. But it's like, you're also running for president, so like it's a little icky. Right. It's just like, uh, uh, but whatever. Um, All right, what's next? You said you had a bunch of stuff. Gosh, there's just, there's just, I was looking through all of this, and there's just, there's just so much. I really don't want to talk 2024. Um, just the only thing that I, I I was just reading this like this article of why DeSantis twenty twenty four is a trap and it was just really not a well written article, but it did make me think of a fact that from nineteen thirty three to nineteen ninety five Republicans controlled both the House and the Senate for only four years, right? So these things ebb and flow. 
these things ebb and flow. I'm not super worried about our chances going forward, even though we had a bad election. Um, I had a Christmas story. I kind of just want to talk about some some cultural stuff. Oh, 25% of adults cannot read. Great. That, I feel like that should be a bigger story. But then I, who would read it? Then who would read it? <laughs> yeah, well, what, that was the problem. It was front page news, but, but no one could read it. Um, but our education system is just fine. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm looking through all of these stories really that I have. A good ROI out of that. I'm looking through all of these stories that I have, and a lot of them just kind of just make me just nonsense. Oh, this like this show that's going to be on the Learning Channel. Oh, we're gonna have. We're we'll talk about that. But th- wait, just, they're doing a show to try to get people to learn how to read. No. Oh, that's totally different. No, no. This is this is well. This is why people can't read. You want to know why people can't read? Because you remember what TLC used to stand for? Their learning, the learning channel, channel. Correct. <laughs> now okay. it's my six hundred pound life or whatever. All right. So I'm going to read TLC as the Learning Channel and introduce their new show that's going to be coming out. Okay. Oh boy. The Learning Channel Network announced the upcoming Milf Manor on Wednesday. A soon-to-debut reality program that is billed as eight attractive mothers embarking on a chance to find love with men half their age until they're greeted with a shocking twist. Next on The Learning Channel. How much do you want to bet in this? How much do you want to bet in this sick world that the twist is that all the men are sons of the moms there? Have to be. Have to be. That's what it is. Have to be. Ew. There's no way they're not. There's no way they're not. Yeah. That that is that I don't think anyone was curious, but I won't be watching that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I don't think that, that I don't think that show's gonna make an appearance on our television. Um, <laughs> I think our television would burst into oh, flame. You know sometimes we talk about frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. We should sue the Learning Channel for false advertising because they don't teach anything that you can learn about. Well, I have a feeling that this is going to be highly educational <laughs> programming. I, mean, I think, I think we're going to be learning about a side of our culture that you and I have had zero exposure to <laughs> if we watch this. <laughs> okay, because I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that that the, the happy little bubble that I'm lived in doesn't uh, doesn't involve people. Who are going, uh, I'm going home and watching MILF Manor tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, All right. What's next? I think, I think we beat that one down. Well, so, so, so I, so that was, so that was the next, so that was, that was one of them. Uh, I, I need to go back up to the, the top here because here we go. Um, I got a story. This was, uh, this is from last Thursday in Florida. Florida man hits wife with Christmas tree after being asked to help with dinner. How large was this Christmas tree? <laughs> oh, great question. You know what? And I really hate to tell you this, Katie, but once again, you have beaten the journalists here. There's no answer to the size of the Christmas that tree. That is the most important 
burning question here. Is this man so strong that he picked up a six-foot tree and whacked his wife with it? Or was it like a little one-inch table topper thing that, like, okay. Richard Atchison, 52, lost his temper. Quote, unquote, lost his temper. That's what we're calling it now. In the couple's Fruitland Park home after he got into an argument with his wife after she asked for help. At some point, the woman reportedly put a spoon in the sink, accidentally splashing Atchison, according to Fox Orlando. The report said Atchison began packing his things and went outside to his vehicle. He then returned because, quote, he had been drinking and told his wife to leave instead. (laughs) When she tried to leave, deputy said Atchison shoved her, picked up a Christmas tree, and threw it at her. It hit her, but there was no report of injuries. Now, so I have a feeling that that's a Charlie Brown tree. Because, you know, yeah, we have, what, like a seven-footer-ish? Yeah. Ish, seven, eight-footer, something like that. And when we were at the lot, you know, I'm 5'10", 5'10", and... um. Um, you know, anything, anything around my height was beefy enough where if it was thrown at me, I, it was, it would, it would, it would probably at least knock me back. It, it would have a good chance of doing some damage, but I can't see throwing anything larger than like, you know, an eight or a nine footer because the big ones are really, really, really kind of nutty any to handle. Um, also no word on what they were making I'm sorry to report because they were cooking or yeah Um, I guess so my question for for this story was because throwing the Christmas the cooking of the dinner made this man so upset what was your what is or was your least favorite holiday tradition Hmm. Um, or is there anything about the holidays that you don't like? Is there anything yeah, that so aggravates What aggravates you about the holidays? So this wasn't a tradition in my house, but that like really gross patoni bread or whatever the heck it's called, mm. that stuff is disgusting. That's a good one. I don't think I've ever had that. It's don't have it. It's gross. Have you ever had fruitcake? I feel like fruitcake's in the that same. That also sounds gross. I feel like I've had fruitcake before and it wasn't that bad. I remember like having it and being like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't see why people hate it. I mean, it's not the first thing that I want to reach for, but it's not the, um, it's, it's not, you know, I don't think it's going to kill me. Um, I, for me, one of them is eggnog. Yeah. Not an eggnog person. No. It's just heavy, Way sweet. Way um, You know, I, I, you add Captain Morgan into it, and then it's just like, it's just like you feel like you're just drinking syrup. Yeah. it's. You feel like you're drinking syrup. So for me, eggnog, eggnog was the first thing that came to mind of just like something that, that kind of gets me upset. During the holiday season, holiday traffic. 
holiday traffic. Yeah, so any kind of traffic at the mall. You. Yeah, I mean, traffic's never a fun time, but but holiday traffic, especially because you know people are not paying attention. You got people on the phone, kids kids making a ruckus in the car, and um, it's just it's it's just chaos. Just everything is chaos at the holiday times. Um, and another another thing that, that that also just came to mind for me was um, in terms of things that I've done in the past, but I prefer to do differently. Is I'm not a big midnight mass person. Well, growing up, we went to a holiday neighborhood party and did not go to church. So this one's all you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyways, so so we did midnight mass a couple of times as we got older. But generally speaking, there were three masses. There was the midnight, there was the seven o'clock vigil, vigil mass, which is typically the one that I have preferred to done wherever I've lived as an adult before. However, at four o'clock at St. Michael's in Exeter, New Hampshire, where I was growing up, was kids mass. And the kids would put on the nativity play. And so two of the older kids would be Mary and Was Joseph. Was it during mass or like before yeah, or after? Yeah, as part of mass. Huh, like before the homily, after the homily? How do they squeeze this in? It goes quicker than you would believe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, I was always one of the shepherds. And... Um, and uh but yeah so that was always a big tradition in our family growing up as as kids we you would be part of the whatever you know be in the, the nativity play in the choir or be in the in the nativity play yeah so that was so so that 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 was going to lead to my next question which is what are what are some of your favorite things around the holidays uh, well, growing up, we did holiday tea with our neighbors, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. We would like make cookies and stuff and have tea and we got to dress up and go to the fancy hotels downtown. So like that was really fun. Uh, I mean, I obviously really loved the neighborhood party because it's like all my friends and we hung out and talked about what Santa was going to bring us. We'd mm-hmm. look at the Nordic tracker together, see where he yep. was. NORAD. <laughs> NORAD, yeah. Yep. yep. They're joking that because... Elon got rid of the Twitter account that tracks his private jet, um, that he's going to get rid of the NORAD tracker because that's also posting live real-time location information on where Santa is. And that's a violation of Twitter's new policies. (laughs) So will the NORAD Santa tracker be on Twitter this year? Inquiring minds, uh, we are going to find out in in five, five, five days. Oh, boy. Um. I love watching the Santa Claus, which I still make you do mm-hmm. every Christmas Eve. I lo- yep. I just love everything about Christmas. I love wrapping presents. Yep. I, I love, love opening presents. presents. I love giving presents. <laughs> There's nothing when I was a kid to go back to what it, to what I was talking about before. You know, there's there's a couple of points throughout December that kind of marked different points in the Christmas journey. The first was obviously Thanksgiving, right? And then for me, it would be my birthday, which we're not going to say. And then it would be the day that you're out of school. Because then you're home free. 
except you're not home free because you have one last hurdle to cross as a kid before you get to Christmas, and that's church, right? And so as a kid, when you get home from church and you take off that shirt and that tie and the sweater or the jacket, whatever you were wearing, and you put on your comfortable Christmas pajamas or whatever you lounge around the house in, and for us it was tucking into a bowl of mushroom soup, maybe have the Hawaii ball. That would be like the one sporting event on have the Hawaii ball on in the background or something funny, you know, just, just find Christmas classics or, you know, where did you guys ever do? It's a wonderful life. Well, you guys were, you're at the cocktail party. No. <laughs> yeah. We were mostly like at the party, um, at the party when we were younger, we, we would watch the Christmas story all the time, like the kids, which I didn't even really like that movie, but our Not friends really it. did. So Not it was always on it. I could yeah. never get into it. I wanted to get into a Christmas story. I, I I wish I could. It just never really did anything for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, our timeline was similar, except it was Thanksgiving, my birthday, Hanukkah, sometimes Hanukkah, then my birthday, depending on the calendar, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas, and then we would go skiing. Ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And see winter. Yep. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. So we would we would go we would go up north. We would go up north as well. And because it's just not cold enough in New Hampshire. We gotta go farther up. Gotta go farther north. Well, you've been to to where we go. I mean, we go north north. Yeah, it's we pretty up north, there. North, it is. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Um. All right. That's that's really all I I have. I didn't really have a food thing. I just wanted to do. Do Christmas. I like the Christmas. Do Christmas stuff instead. Right? And I wanted to kick it off with some sort of a violent... I needed a violent domestic incident to kick it off with. Great. So Wednesday or Friday, I want to do our favorite holiday foods. So just put that in your show doc because, you know, I don't go in there. Favorite, (laughs) favorite holiday foods. Yeah. And so you want us to set our menu talking out loud no uh, what is like a holiday food that you look forward to eating only at christmas time and don't answer right now we're gonna do it on wednesday or friday only at christmas time man okay you don't have to think of it right now so that's what we're gonna do right so i know the audience is on the edge of their seat so you're gonna have to come back wednesday or friday to find out yep we'll do it we'll do it wednesday all right we'll see y'all wednesday wednesday The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>